Welcome to another edition. Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. The Vols are in Arkansas this weekend. we got a lot to talk about. Let's get to it. We've got a great show lined out for you on this Friday. You bow your head and say his name. I, um, I, I think this thing is really interesting. Um, I, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on right now. So, uh, we're on Facebook Live today. Twitter is uh, being finicky with us, which is really kind of ironic. Laura and Brian know what I'm talking about here. But we're, we're, uh, we're, those of you looking for a video presentation this morning, check us out on Facebook Live over on the fake book where everything's great. I'm going to post about my life later on and how everything is just great. No problems. No problems, uh, I guess. I, I don't know. Tennessee's uh, rotation. Evan Russell is here. Evan Russell of TLD Logistics Extra Innings. And Matt Dixon's in for Brian uh, for uh, Bino today. So we're going to put TLD Logistics, Tennessee Baseball Extra Innings, and TLD Logistics, Tennessee Baseball Short Porch. It's two, two, two podcasts in one on this Friday. On the eve of Orange and White Weekend, on the eve of, I think, a critical baseball series for the baseball team. I think this is uh, this next stretch here. You've got to get through this thing alive. And Tony Vitello and Frank Anderson are acting as such here. Some would call this a, a move of desperation. I would say Tony Valls, it rhymes with Valls. It begins with B, and it ends with alls. That's what I'm going to call Tony today, because this is not a move that most head coaches in baseball make with a staff consisting of two first-round draft picks at the top of it. And let me bring Evan Russell and Matt Dixon in here now on a Friday in for Beanstar. Um, And, Evan, thanks, man. Thanks for blessing us on a Friday, brother. Really appreciate you uh, answering the bell today. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. I'm pretty excited about this weekend, not going to lie. Tell me about it. Tell me when you first heard it yesterday, because we had talked about it uh, on Monday. And and you said, look, you said, I'm not going to dump on Chase Burns. There's a combination of things that are going on here. So uh, we're not going to dump on Chase Burns. And then you said, then again, the guy in SEC play is throwing up a 13 ERA, which even he would have to say, it's pretty freaking dreadful. So, uh, where are you on this move that that was made, and and what do you think? Yeah, I don't really think this affects Chase Burns like his draft stock whatsoever, just because of how talented he is. Uh, you know that that's going to be taken care of um, next year. But I think this is more of a a statement from Coach Vitello of I'm needing some fight in this team. And if you look back at last last weekend, Andrew Lindsay showed some fight when he came in the game, even though they were probably out of it um, whenever he entered. So um, I, I think this is basically a statement saying, look, I, I really I don't care how we win, who's on the mound, uh, who's in the box. We got to find a way to win. And if this is our best chance, let's roll with it. Matt Dixon, what is your observation 
on this move? Well, well you, you had to change something up. And, you know, I, I do think going with Lindsey on, on Friday especially is, is kind of is really interesting. Um, I think Evan talked about it just now with it kind of being a fight deal and, and a guy that they, they feel pretty pretty good in. Um, yeah, I think he started 12 games at Charlotte two years ago, so it's, it's not new to him. And he's been in a bunch of high leverage spots this year. So, um, but it, it's definitely a, a bold move to, to make uh, on on Friday night on the road um, in a in a hostile environment in the SEC in a series you really need to win. Um, but it, it kind of reminds me of that. There was the midweek game after Missouri where he had a completely new starting lineup. Um, just just kind of, you know, I think Blake Burke might have started, but the rest of the lineup was new or, or different. Um, to kind of get a get a point across, and that that might feel like this is kind of that as well. And you know, Evan, the the thing about the season is is that it's not over, but it's not young anymore. Like this thing is uh, not critical yet, but it's. I mean, I don't want to overstate that, but if you're going to make a move, now's not a bad time to do it. Now's not a bad time to try this. Yeah, we're we're in the thick of it, and uh, basically the coaching staff knows what they have, and the players know who they are at this point. They're they're trying to figure out their best version of who they are, but they know they, they have a pretty good idea of what they can bring to the table. Um, I, I personally, I think it's a bold move, just because of how big the names are um, with Chase Burns and Chase Donder. I, I think it's going to give them both sort of a reset, um, even if they can find a role. That, that they weren't having success with success success with um, early in the season. I think if they can find a role now, it can sort of just reset them. But on paper, we're replacing a guy that throws 98 miles an hour, um, up to 100. He has a wipeout slider. He throws strikes. And we're replacing him with a guy that throws 98 miles an hour uh, with a really good slider and throws strikes. So it is a bold move, but – yeah. I do like the move because Andrew Lindsay is as, as talented um, on the mound and numbers-wise as anyone that we have. So I expect nothing but uh, a really good outing from him. Yeah, it isn't like you're putting me out there. And as Matt said, <laughs> I, I was checking. A couple times a couple years ago, he went seven innings. So it isn't like he hasn't done it. And... You know, he's semi-stretched out right now. I would think that if he's on tonight, he'd give you five or six pretty easily, right? I mean, I would think that's the case. I don't think that'd be a tremendous ask. Do you guys? No, I can, I can completely see five or six innings, and um, that, that's going to put a, a lot of decisions in that coaching staff because if the offense yep. shows up tonight and yep. they don't necessarily have to burn – Chase Burns or Chase Dollander, we set ourselves up for a really, really nice weekend uh, when it comes to the pitching depth. Because not only will you have one of uh, those big dogs in the bullpen, but you also have a, Ch- or a Camden Sewell that you have not used um, in two weeks. Uh, and you still have uh, Seth Alverson, Kirby, um, Zach Joyce, you know, guys like that that are ready to go. So if the offense can figure out a way to show up and, and – put some runs on so we don't have to really burn some big dogs. It could be pretty fun to watch. Hey, Tony. Go ahead, Brian. I've got a question. Yeah. 
Yeah, go ahead, Brian. Was Andrew Lindsay starting Friday night in Fayetteville ever on your Singo card? At any never point? Never on my Singo card. I, You know, when we talked about it earlier in the week, I just thought it was an overreaction from fans because I think people want to pound the flesh on uh, on Chase Burns. But but I think this is an interesting thing they've done because what they what they've done here is they haven't removed Chase Burns from the from the rotation. They've moved removed Chase Burns and Dolander from the rotation. That's the thing that's really kind of incredible because I think what they're going to do here. And and they've got TBA TBA Saturday and Sunday, which which by the way, most teams in this league are TBA at least one day, and some of them are two days. When you look at their pitchers, Tennessee has the luxury, which is why they were ranked so highly to begin the year. They have the luxury of having three starters that were set in stone. But you know what? It just hasn't worked out that way. Surely they're not going to – Beam's going to start Sunday, right? Surely. I mean, I'm going to ask Evan that. Evan, predict to me, because it's what they've done. They've destabilized two guys here, not just one. Because Evan made a really good point earlier in the week, and I was talking with a buddy of mine that's been in the sport a long time. And I said, Evan said this guy wouldn't give up his Friday deal. And he said, yeah, Evan's right. He said, no pitcher worth their salt wants you to come to them and say, hey, you've been our Friday starter all year. But this week you're starting Saturday's game. But that's exactly what this thing looks like is getting ready to happen. So not only are you saying to one guy, hey, you know, we're kind of going to give you a different – you're doing it to both guys. And, Evan, that's what's kind of remarkable about, about this deal, right? Oh, I love the TBD for both games because, I mean, it, it's pretty clear that it's going to be Drew Beam on Sunday. But, we, I mean, you don't, you don't know. And, and that statement to the team – um, it's sort of big uh, because, you know, there's a lot of things going on this weekend outside of the field of, you know, these guys are they're wanting to get paid quite a bit in the draft, which is fair. Um, they have a lot of just outside things going on that takes away from the fact that this is a team game. It doesn't matter if you're starting on Friday, starting on Saturday, starting on Sunday, coming out of the pen. Um, watching your, your your team or watching your teammate perform, it doesn't matter. This is a team game. At the end of the game, somebody's going to win and someone's going to lose. So whenever he announced both games as TBD, it's like, okay, no one is above this team. And based on the matchups, we're going to find a way to win Friday night. And then we will worry about Saturday when it comes. And, and I think that's an awesome move. And Tony and Frank aren't afraid. So you see, here's the other thing I think is really interesting. John Adams said yesterday, if it were him, and he was just speaking, you know, in uh, he said I'd do an opener if I was Tennessee. Now he didn't know this was coming because this didn't break till uh, middle of the afternoon yesterday. But Tony said I would, um, and Frank, uh, Frank, at John Adams said yesterday on here. He said if I were them, I would do an opener. And you have the you have the staff to do it. You have the bullpen to do it. And not only do you send a message. But you send a message across the board that it's a meritocracy for every player on the roster. Because when, because when position players don't perform, they lose time. He said, so why shouldn't it be that way for pitchers? And I thought yesterday, and then he stopped himself and he said, my one reservation would be how it would impact me on the recruiting trail if I did this. Because you almost, it seems like, you almost have to treat these pitchers, these starters, like their quarterbacks 
And if you get a reputation for playing around with them, it could hurt you on the recruiting trail. And and I would imagine that, you know, Tony is a very recruit-centric guy. You know that, Evan. A lot of what's around this program, he wants to be as inviting as possible. He loves it when Halverson said to him last year, hey, I, you know, I, I've been injured, but I really want to stick around and pitch in front of these fans. You know, he's going to have his way to say that in the media, say it on here. And the last thing Tony and Frank want to do is destabilize this deal, which, again, is another reason why this is a really interesting move. This is these two guys saying, you know, future be damned, uh, your psyche be damned. This is about saving our baseball season. I mean, Evan, it's kind of refreshing, isn't it, in a way? It's awesome to have someone having the reins of, wanting to take care of a program and don't get me wrong we're talking about people that they, they care about chase burns and chase the more than anyone so uh, they're going to do them right and they're going to put them in the best situation for them to succeed and right now it didn't appear that the situation that they were in was leading to success and it and it didn't appear that if they allowed that to happen that it was going to change so i think this is beneficial for everyone and it, it it's going to be really beneficial um, whenever you see Chase Burns come out of the bullpen at some point uh, throwing BBs. So um, I, I'm pretty excited to, to watch how they manage the game tonight. Um, but Coach Fatello and Frank Anderson, uh, they're wanting to have a bro- program that is full of respect and demands excellence on the field when it comes to performance, no matter who you are. So the, I think that this decision um, sort of backs that that idea of of how they coach evan in that sport does the high draft choice and you can speak to this right because you're more of a journeyman player you got the most out of what god gave you and god gave you more than most so let let me just say that it isn't like you're some kind of chop liver baseball player god gave you more (laughs) than most you you performed high on an on an sec level i mean as we talk about some of your some of your exploits and your flair for the dramatic and some of the things that you did are, you know, don't, don't need to be, you don't need smoke blown up your skirt here. But do you think in that sport sometimes these guys that, you know, carry that kind of stuff, especially starters, right? Do you think sometimes they get a, um, how do I put this, maybe a more of a benefit of the doubt than they ordinarily would, or when a guy's projected to be a high pick, uh, these coaches will, I don't know, get them back, rush them back, put them in. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but this seems like a very ballsy move, I think is what I'm trying to say from that end. It doesn't seem like this would happen everywhere. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and um, it, it could potentially affect Chase Dollander. Um, if he hadn't already approved it a year before, though. So, you know, he, he had a season to where he proved that he's a top, at least a top or a first-round pick, probably going to end mm-hmm. up being a top-ten pick. And you can look at the metrics, and you can see that that hasn't changed. Um, and, and the scouts know that, and it, it could affect how Chase Dollander views um, his confidence, but hopefully it doesn't because at the end of the day, he's going to get paid. I um, mean, this was just a move, I think, just to sort of reset everything midseason, try to get everything under control, 
um, and, and to give some give the team some fight. But not not many coaches, I don't think, would do something like this. Um, and I don't know if he would necessarily have done this if he believed that it would really affect Chase Allender's future. Um, but uh, I think that Chase Allender has proven it, and I think that he'll be fine. Will this fire the rest of those guys up? Will they? Because Matt said, and and I was glad, I was proud of Matt last year for last week rather, for writing this, saying this, and pointing this out on his podcast with Chris Burke. That that their body language was horrendous in game two. Just just unacceptably for the crowd that was there, the night that was there. You know, yeah, the weather wasn't great, but my gosh, I mean, you got your uniform on, put a put a freaking smile on your face. Put some pep in your step and go out and play with some pride. Do you think this could serve to wake the team up? Oh, a hundred percent. You know, you can use analogies of all sorts of things, but um, I, I feed my dog the same thing every day. Uh, you know, he, he probably gets tired of it, and especially if I was whipping him while he was getting the same food um, with, or same same thing with every meal. But if I ever changed it up, he'd be pumped. He'd come out with some energy. He'd tear that thing up. So um, it's sort of the same thing. You know, we're changing something up. The guys will probably bring some energy. And, um, you know, they're, they're probably going to be excited just uh, to have something a little fresh and sort of try to just change uh, the energy of what's been happening. And uh, hopefully a move like this can sort of uh, get them going and, and ha- have the guys clicking on all cylinders. Matt, do you have any thoughts from that standpoint, having been around the team, covered the team all year, obviously this is a different group than Evans' group last year. I think a part of this component is the concept of let's do something to jolt this deal. Do you think it'll serve to do that, Matt, with these guys? Uh, I, I think that could. I also think just the environment they're playing in could like it did. I think it did at LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, mm-hmm. I just think this team, you know, this team doesn't play well in, in bad weather. They've, they've kind of proven that that's mm-hmm. a mental deal. Um, you know, Ev- Ev- Evans team last year, as, as good as they were, you know, there, there were sometimes like, you know, like that Kentucky series, they could kind of get lulled to sleep a little bit or when they played in parks where there wasn't a great crowd, you know, that, that energy wasn't always there. But it's always there for the big series, and it, it was at LSU, and I, I think it will be this weekend as well. And I, I but I do think that that changing up the the rotation really it, it should serve serve as a as, as a motivating factor for for a lot of guys. So, Evan, here's a question for you, because I think Matt's right, and and you said uh huh. The best Tennessee's looked all year was that series against LSU. It's really not close. Now, they didn't get the results, and it's about winning and losing. This is not about, you know, horseshoes and hand grenades here. But that truly is as good as they've looked all year long. And so the question becomes for you, um, Evan, do they respond this weekend out of this? Do we look back on it and go, good, smart move? Or do we look back on it and go, what in the world? Now we're in big trouble. No, I, I think I think we look back on it and then we're we're pretty pretty pleased. Just because 
um, like I mentioned, you're not really changing. Um, you know, you're not putting a scrub in there, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, you're putting a, a guy that's pretty talented. So mm -hmm. I, I think that this change is um, definitely needed, and I, I think mm -hmm. that we'll look back and we'll think that it's probably the best move we could have made. Both of my great guys that I lean on for my knowledge of this, because I, I don't have any. I mean, I played baseball in school, but I'm I'm an idiot. Trust me. But they both said, what happens if Lindsey goes out and shoves tonight? What happens if he balls out? Then what do you do? Because that's the risk you're running here. You're handing him the ball. You're saying to him, hey, man, you know, you're a kid from Charlotte. You got good stuff. You've shown us some things. You, you kind of shoved in that LSU game. What happens if he goes out tonight, Evan, and balls out? Then what do you do? In the Vanderbilt series. Now, all of a sudden, you've got a, you're in kind of an interesting spot, aren't you? Uh, I think that you're in a real interesting spot because now you got a guy that either one of the three dogs, you're going to have them coming out of the pen um, with some motivation. I think it's, I think it's going to be a pretty good deal. Um, either way, I think it's going to show um, if you have a, a fourth starter and Andrew Lindsay, and, because whenever it comes to tournament time, um, even in the regionals, the SEC tournament, having a fourth starter is a big deal. They already have a fourth starter in Camden Sewell, but if they have another oper or an, another option based on matchups wise, uh, this is only going to open them up um, for later in the season and into the postseason. So um, it, it's a big deal. You've got three guys that have proven that they can start consistently. Um, it, even if they've been struggling a little bit, they have proven that they can start. And if, if they were throwing in a postseason game, I don't think anybody would be too worried. Um, but if you can add a fourth and a fifth, you know, you, you're, you're only increasing your chances of making it to Omaha. What do you think, Matt, Jay? What happens well, if he they, goes out? They went through this last year when, when Blade Tidwell came back and started. You had, you know, kind of, a surplus of, of starting arms, um, and they kind of managed that, you know, however they did. So I, they kind of already went through this last year, and they already have experience with Chase Burns of, you know, I, I think it was the SEC tournament where he came out of the pen and, and was hitting triple digits for an inning or two. So, like, you already have a little bit of experience doing this last year where you kind of added a, a, four, a fourth starter, fifth starter, you know, kind of midway through the season. What do you think about that, Matt's observation, comparing it to that situation last year? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, last year, well, we didn't make it to Omaha. So, I mean, you could you could have an argument that um, we learned some things, that the coaching staff learned some things on on, on how to, to use matchups and how to go about that. And uh, this is sort of a similar situation. So, um yeah, you know they they they're going to have to make decisions. They're going to have to make very difficult decisions, especially late in the season. And I think they're proving right now that no matter what situation they're in, they're going to do whatever they can to try to win the game. And um, I, I think it's going to at least grow the team, grow the coaching staff, and um, hopefully lead to some things that we haven't done um, in quite some time, and that's win some championships. Uh, that 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 aren't the SEC. You know, what I think it's really interesting. Um, as uh, we're talking with Evan Russell here, TLD Logistics presenting 
him on our TLD Logistics Hotline. Also presents him on our TLD Logistics Extra Innings on Monday. On Mondays, this week he'll be on on Tuesdays. He's got uh, something to attend to on Monday, but we we give Evan Russell the grace that he deserves because I mean he's just lights out, excellent, and what an asset he is to our uh, dysfunctional radio family. But Evan, what I find really interesting about that sport is that even the the great, 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 great players, whether they're hitters, whether they're pitchers, whatever can go through periods where they just don't look comfortable. Played Tidwell last year when he came back off what he came back from. Man, he had some funko body language out there. He just did not look like the kid we saw before. And in a lot of in a lot of sense, in a lot of ways seeing Burns just get rocked. I mean, he didn't get hit Friday. He looked like if you could have um, built a hole back there behind the pitcher's mound, he wanted to climb in the damn thing. You know what I mean? Like, and and that was, I wonder if they kind of said, you know what? We're going to kind of learn. We're, we're going to, you see what I'm getting at here? I mean, you think that could be, could be part of that? A hundred percent. And the worst thing about both of those guys um, which Blake Tidwell is, is he's throwing very well in the net, or in the minor leagues right now. So um, clearly his talent is off the charts. Um, but but he did show some signs last year of having the the mindset that he had already proven that he could do it, and then he was coming back and he was sort of struggling a little bit. And yeah. that's a hard thing to adjust to, especially as a young guy um, having a really good freshman season and then. Uh, struggling that sophomore year, especially if you're a draft guy like Tidwell was, um, so uh, that that's a that's a hard adjustment to make. And and I could see Chase Burns having that same um, problem adjusting right now. He he already shown that he could do it his freshman year. Um, it, it hasn't been as easy this year, so he's trying to figure out um, what the difference is and how to adjust. And I think the coaching staff is going to try to let him get a break. Let him settle in in another role because um, uh, there's a lot of things that go on in a pitcher's head. But this move is bringing it back to how do you compete on the mound? Uh, it's no longer thinking about your numbers, your draft projections, um, you know how how your spin rate's doing. Now you're trying to fight for something, and I'm sure that it, Chase Burns is going to be fighting for his spot back. Chase Saunders is going to be fighting for their spots back. So um, they have to get back to that mindset of fighting on the mound no matter what is going on on the outside and this move is only going to force them uh, into doing that hey Ab, i really appreciate you uh taking a few for us on the way out i don't know if you saw this but um it was announced today there's a in the last little bit and i'm gonna ask matt about this as well but there's been a change in recruiting uh there's a proposal out there, and D1 Baseball released this today, but it's it's out there. Per recommendation from the NCAA Division One Student-Athlete Experience Committee, uh, there's a August 1st of a junior year. So when you're going into your junior year, these guys are contacting these kids way too early now. I think we'd all agree with that. I mean, sometimes you're making first contact with a kid that's 12 or 13. I don't know that that's healthy. 
I think you'd probably agree with me. That's probably not the healthiest thing in the world. And there's middle and, school uh, kids committing these days. It's insane. Yeah. Ev, do you Ev, do you find that to be a healthy thing? Uh, recruiting middle school kids, Ev. No, I, I think that this was a great move by the NCAA. Um, I, whenever you think of NCAA, you usually think of the college students or college athletes. Yep. <clears throat> but I, I think they're taking care of the high school athletes, uh, especially now that NIL is a thing, the transfer portal is a thing. Yep. Um, the junior college, junior college transfers is huge in the college recruiting. Um, with the transfer, and, and for example, um, at, what a college coach is thinking now is – Yes, they could recruit high school players, but if they have the opportunity to sign the the fully mature um, early bloomers at a young age to have them in the yep. recruiting class and have them set up to where um, you, you can stack those classes, and then when it comes to needing a shortstop or needing a center fielder, not really expecting those early freshmen to play, you can go to Kansas or you can go um, to some other place and, and get a big dog. Um, you know that that sort of hurts the high school students, and yep. it, it hurts the the late bloomers that start developing their late sophomore, early junior season because most of the classes are full. So I think that this move is going to take care of the high school guys, and I, I think that it's going to ha- absolutely make the recruiting easier on the coaching staff because it, it is pretty difficult to recruit a 13 year old and try to figure out if he's going to be good or not. Evan, how old were you when you were first contacted by anybody? Yeah, good question. Yeah, I was, I was, it was after my junior season. So um, if the transfer portal would have been a thing, I would have never been contacted. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be um, right before the transfer portal and then I was a thing. So, um, so I could definitely see how it would be tough on these kids. And I think that this move is going to be huge for, those late bloomers like myself. August 1st of your junior year is what they've made your initial contact. And then you're not allowed to visit till September of your junior season. So for rising juniors, because it was a little nebulous the way it was written. And, and I reached out to Tony and I said, is it, a, is it a bad thing? And he said, well, and we were talking about it. He says, well, for us, we have so many young guys that we've got committed, and for programs in our spot, it's going to be difficult because you've got work that you've already done, and you don't want to undo that. He said, but for the sport and for the health of everybody involved, it is a good thing, which I thought is yeah. an interesting answer, Evan. I think he agrees with you. and. I wonder if the coaches push for it. You think the coaches push for it from the spirit of sanity, or I wonder where that change came from. It had to come from somewhere, right? The impetus to to get this in on the books. Well, I think it started. It, I think it started whenever they looked at the transfer portal and they see that there are thousands of of kids ready to go to another school. So these schools are just they're able to have their own picking. And yep. if whenever whenever a person has or whenever a school has twenty roster spots or twenty spots for um, new in, incoming uh, players, if they're getting them out of the transfer portal, that that's only hurting the the high schoolers. So now the high schoolers yep. don't know they don't have a place to go. So if 
especially if the recruiting has already uh, been filled by the time that these guys were eighth grade freshmen in, in high school. Well, if they continue working and they get to where they're really good by their junior year, who's going to recruit them? I mean, no one is because they, they already have the recruits filled up. So um, I, I think that this is only protecting them. It's also protecting the coaches because I know firsthand Josh Elander, whenever he's recruiting during the summer, uh, out of 60 days in the summer, he's gone 58 of them. And that's only because he's trying to compete against every other coach in the country. So the the dedication that it's taking away from him and his family trying to recruit eighth graders and freshmen in high school, it's pretty rough. So um, I, I think that Tony's right. It, it affects or it helps the entire game, um, and, and it helps everyone involved. Well, next time I talk to Tony, I'm going to say, Tony, you're, you're about to get emotionally two years older. Because I, 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 one time I asked him, which, which I, you've probably heard him say this, but I, I said, Tony, how do you recruit so well, man? He said, learn to speak to 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds. Learn to speak 13-year-old. So I'm going to tell Tony, man, congratulations. You're, you're going to learn to speak 15-year-old. So good, good for you, Tony. You've just got a couple years older. Uh, hey, Evan, I, I appreciate you, man. Anything else you care to add here on the way out? You've been terrific today. And, and and on the program this year so far. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm pretty excited about this weekend and can't wait to get back on Tuesday and talk about it, man. It's uh, it's always a blast joining, so uh, thank you for allowing me to come on and share some wisdom that I think I have, so hopefully everyone else enjoys how, how it comes out. Yeah, check it out on Tuesday, Tennessee Baseball EI with ER, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics, who I love and served all this all these all this uh, time and matt myself brian will return upon the continuance i want to get into some orange and white talk some of the football stuff that we did yesterday also some hoops recruiting and then a few more thoughts on the baseball deal so if you have a if you have a thought on any of the above we'd love to hear from you uh several things on the on the table for you and we'll open it up for the phone lines uh, today I'm playing till uh, well I got two hours in me so no extra time today as I'm observing my time up here with uh, family and friends and etc and just trying to get a trying to get a mental health break if you will as I was told to do so take a brief uh, to we continue right after this spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. 
This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. TB back with you, 865-200-5402. Tennessee Orange and White game tomorrow. Uh, they're, not, they're not doing the fan day day deal, which I think in the future they need to consider bringing the uh, fan day day deal back, which is to say the autograph session with the players. Because I think that's an easy way to funnel some money to some guys through NIL. Uh, just my observation. <clears throat> an easy excuse to put some money in some kids' pockets. And as Matt Dixon said earlier, Matt, I love your story. You know, they don't do the barbecue anymore, Matt. They haven't done that for several years. Very unfortunate. That's stuff I... I wish they I wish they still did, but I guess with NIL stuff now it's probably really hard to do all that. Yeah, I wonder if the if the fan day day deal I guess you could do a thing. I mean to me, I'm just thinking out loud here, and maybe these folks have already thought about this because James Clausen and them are certainly bright people. But I think it'd be really cool if Spire did a thing where they sponsored the fan day day deal where you did the autograph session with the with the kids and you had all the young kids and the players and you had the young kids come and the families and that sort of thing and spire could even raise awareness for what they're doing hand out literature there and try to get some more donors in their program just you know just kind of a thought from from my perspective for what it's worth that seems like that would be time well spent they could maybe underwrite it and get the like i was saying you know kind of a good excuse to to get the kids in there and sort of do what they're going to do but just my perspective on it 865-200-5402 if you want to get in so if you're planning on going over to the orange and white game tomorrow i'd like to hear from you what are you looking forward to what are you looking forward to seeing tomorrow um, Matt, what are you looking forward to seeing tomorrow, Orange and White uh, weekend? Uh, I'm actually more focused on the baseball game, Ken. I, I don't really put a whole lot of stock into the Orange and White game. Is is Matt no selling it, Brian? What is that? What do you call that, Brian? Is that a no sell, Brian? You're yeah. in your world, Brian. It, it it sounds like it's close to one, but how many people do you think will be in attendance? Boy, I'm bad at that. Because I really think if the weather's good, that yep. they could have north of 60K. I agree with that. And I don't know that people are going for a, how do you put this, looking for particular things. Obviously, you want to see the Thornton kid play. You want to Obviously, see Nico. You, see, you yeah. want to see Nico do his thing, right? That would be Obviously. it. Well, you want to see Milton. And you want to see offensively if they do if they go one one. You want to see them execute on offense, and it's probably more about that than uh, than anything else. You know, you look at the forecast for tomorrow, high of eighty, just a perfect day. Tomorrow's going to be just a perfect day for. Uh, to did, do an event like that. Did you see where Florida had their spring game last night? 
Yeah, I saw that. I mean, and the, I'll say this for Florida: at this we were point, talking, they're going to have their games yeah. on Thursday night if they're not careful. Their actual games. Well, well, it wasn't even it wasn't even for TV either because LSU Kentucky baseball was on the SEC network. So that was a, a true Sunbelt tradition from the Gators last night. Yeah, they were on Plus though, and I'll tell you what's interesting about it: if you if you guys caught any of it, their quarterback play is not good. Now, obviously, you don't want to draw conclusions. Boy, Graham Mertz looks like an average player on about 20, ten continents. Sunbelt William, as you like to call him, all Sunbelt Billy really, really, really has his work cut out for him. And, uh, Matt, what did you make of our conversation that we had yesterday regarding the spreads and the lines and the the vols with the upcoming season? It's kind of interesting to look at those advanced lines, isn't it? Yeah, it it is. I I think they're probably a little bit higher on Alabama than, than I would be personally. And, and I was a little surprised to see Tennessee, you know, if you, you know, kind of figure them out, that L, that Tennessee's above LSU in those power rankings as well. I thought that was interesting. Because I, I, I think LSU's probably, I would put them as the favorite to, to win the West again this year uh, with all that Alabama's losing and has to replace. I want to give some love, by the way, to uh, Orange Throat today on the blog that he wrote, because he's given some love to my man Danny White on the blog today. And, you know, Danny White's a smart cookie, and he's got Tennessee kind of rolling right now. And I think it's really interesting that Tennessee's going to spend several million dollars, Matt, for contracting with a firm to finally get the Wi-Fi fixed over there. In that football stadium. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I have like a, a 10-year losing streak against the Neyland Stadium Wi-Fi, so I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. They've, they, they've claimed to have improvements a few times throughout the years, and they've not, not worked for me at least. So hopefully apparently this time spending, is, is it, but yeah. you're not going to fool me spending, again. Yeah. Several million dollars on it, though, Matt, apparently. Uh, maybe that's what Pruitt's buyout went towards was – Fixing the Neyland Wi-Fi. 865-200-5402. Fighting it than we would have paying them out. Danny is the first real AD, though, that I remember saying, we're really going to get to the bottom of this. We're really going to fix this thing. The other one's kind of nod, nod, winked, winked, and yeah, we hear you. I think Danny White understands that if you're trying to get people that are between the ages of 24 and 40 in my in that stadium these are people that want connectivity 24 7 these aren't people looking to go away from a retreat and uh, like a retreat away from connectivity they want connectivity 24 7 and and my other observation on that is is that why shouldn't they expect that like when i go to a sillies game i get total connectivity in their baseball stadium. When I go to a Preds game, I get total connectivity there. I mean, why shouldn't that be the same on Tennessee's campus at these venues? You go down there to Nissan Stadium, you get connectivity in that stadium. I mean, I don't 
I don't see why, Matt, this wasn't addressed a long time ago over under a, diff- a couple of different ADs. I mean, these other stadiums, I went down to Bra- the, the Braves ballpark last year, huge crowd there. You get connectivity in there, Matt. I don't understand why it's been this way here for as long as it's been this way. No, I, I, I don't either. Um, now, a lot of the crowds you mentioned are probably half of, of what a kneeling crowd is, even at yep. best. But yep. I, when I go you know, on the road in, in the SEC, like at Georgia last year, I, I had a perfect signal the whole time. So it, it's not yep. some bandwidth deal. I, I don't know what, what UT's issue is. but And, of course, I have Verizon, who's like the sponsor of Tennessee, and theirs is especially bad in Neyland Stadium, which is probably pretty fitting for where Tennessee athletics has been the last 15 years. So I'm on a Verizon card myself right now, and you just heard my connectivity, uh, which is working. But I, I've got a Verizon account myself. Uh, I just think that's an important – I think Danny knows, look, if we're going to keep the good times rolling here, because people, when they, when they go into these stadiums, want to shoot uh, film and post things. They want to show people on fake book where we are today. Uh, you can look under the Tony Basilio Show fake, fake book account. On Instagram, where our account is about to be up and running, we're about to join the 2020, the 2020s, so to speak. Uh, put things on Twitter, you know, what have you. Uh, I think it's necessary. I know a couple of my friends are laughing at how much money they're spending, but I think it's a major deal, uh, Matt. I think it's a major deal to have a Wi-Fi that works properly in your stadium. Uh, I think it's a big deal, actually. I don't think it's a little thing. I no, think I, that's I, a big yeah, deal. Yeah, I think it's it's not a luxury. It's it's a must a must have these days, especially with with younger fans, like you mentioned. Um, if you don't want students to just leave at halftime of every game, you need to be able to let them, you know, post their Instagram and Snapchat deals. Um, I, I just want to check scores of interest around the country, and that's you know, like hacking into the FBI servers for some reason. Yeah, or God forbid, right? You're at a game, and there's another game going on in that window that you want to look at. If you have good enough Wi-Fi, you'd be able to do that. And it's 2023. I mean, this isn't, you know, this isn't 1987 here, like when I was in school. I mean, this is 2023, where, you know, when you're when you're somewhere, uh, like tonight. Right tonight, I'm in. I'm up here, and I'm going to sit in a town town square where I'm where I'm at, and there'll be people around me, and I'm going to be picking some music, and I'm going to have Tennessee's baseball game right there on my phone, watching it while I'm doing it. Now, what's wrong with that, Matt? That's that's using technology. Uh, and if I go to a sporting event and I want to watch another game, see, you're telling me, Matt, that in Neyland Stadium right now. It's impossible to try and do that right now, to watch another game. You wouldn't be able to do that? Oh, no, I've never even tried that. I, Yeah, that would never work for mine. I, again, I, it's hard for me to refresh Twitter and or, or post a tweet or, or send texts in there. You're kidding, right? No, I, I complain about it probably every other, you know, post-game show about how the Wi-Fi sucked that day. Do you find, does it work better at TBA? Yeah, it's a little bit better in there, but it, again, it, it it is hit or miss in there too as well. Oh, but it it works a lot better in in the arena. 
you know, a much, you know, what, like a fourth of the crowd. So, but no, it, I mean, it's not great in there either, but it is better. Cloney's telling me that an ATT built a tower nearby the campus last football stadium, and he said the connectivity is much better compared to T-Mobile. Uh, so if you're, I mean, not that I'm here to do a spot for anybody, but apparently that's better. It, it's very ironic that the service Matt and I share uh, apparently has very poor connectivity issues in the stadium. But I don't want to bore people with that. But that is that is a major I issue. Pruitt Niedermeyer's burner phones worked in the stadium. Apparently not real well. Looking at the teams they put on the field. Looking at the teams <laughs> they put on the field. I'm gonna I'm gonna venture to say not real well. Here's the thing that's really interesting about that baseball deal they announced today. Like the NCAA, they're not doing it retro to the twenty twenty seven class, Matt, which would be like a normal thing to do, or the twenty twenty six class. They're gonna ret- they're gonna do it immediately. Which means that they're gonna say to Tony Valls, these kids that you've these kids that are young that you've already made contact with, that you already have, like, silently committed, whatever, you can't have anything to do with them for a couple of years. Matt, do you think these baseball coaches are going to leave those kids alone? Uh, pro, pro, no. Uh, no, they won't. But you'll, yeah, let, will me help you, let me help you out with creative that. creative ways that they, they contact that's right, them. That's right. That's right. Because that's it, even, right. it even said the players can't contact the coaches either, which used to be kind of a loophole you could get around. Was was you know players could contact coaches, coaches just couldn't contact players. But even that's kind of banned under this new deal, which so I think is probably a good is, thing. But that is a really drastic change when you when you know, Tennessee's got four or five kids who are getting ready for their eighth grade prom that are committed right now. <laughs> and and that people are hearing that and they're going, that's absurd, guys. That Tony Valls is recruiting it, but he's all the SEC. All the top teams in college baseball are recruiting eighth graders, and, and this, this, and I, you know, I never really thought about the way the games change with the portal, but Evan Russell's exactly right. I've got, I've got to run down eighth grade kids at these tournaments, and then I've got to worry about who I can shake loose in the portal. So, literally, I'm tampering with adults and kids at the same time. At the same time. So, this whole thing is a five-ring circus. A five-ring circus. 865-200-5402. Brian, um, Deion Sanders back in big-time college football. And he... He wants to bring a little pro flavor to it. Tell us about it, Bry. Yeah, he would like to see teams actually scrimmage other teams, which is a concept I brought up several years ago, where that would For be so much games. more interesting. Yeah, that would be so much more interesting than what 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 they're doing now. I know Matt doesn't like the so, fact that coaches could take a loss on the record, and if they if they were to lose it. Well, but. I think what you do is you just make it a scrimmage. I think you take you take quarterbacks and you say you can't hit them. And if you want to put a green jersey on a guy or two, you can do that. But you go out and you get a look against somebody else. Look, NFL teams do it all the time. NFL teams, 
I mean, they'll have a week with each other. They practice with each other for several days, and then they might play each other in the preseason, right? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. On Saturday. And the USFL, in their run-up to their season this year, um, that's exactly what they've been doing. They've been cloistered together and got in a spot, and they had several teams scrimmaging against each other before they go to their respective cities where where they're camped in. And I don't understand why... In, in college football, you you don't have to. I mean, you don't even have to scrimmage. You know, somebody quote unquote great Tennessee or on their level even Tennessee could play. I don't know. Give me a team, Bry. Oh, they, they could they could scrimmage someone like Memphis, Memphis and uh, uh, Middle Tennessee maybe. Yeah. I mean, just to look at somebody different. Yeah. And I think it would be interesting, but. Your your question is really interesting, Brian, is what will the number look like tomorrow? Because people are really, 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 I think, excited for Tennessee football right now, as they should be. From my perspective, spring football, because of the number of guys that have been held out, which I would hold them out to, is a... It's always been a borderline nothing burger. You know, this year it's kind of a nothing burger. I think now, they chose this weekend yeah. because of the fact there's no softball or baseball on campus. That they're all on, yep. they're both on the road, and they wanted to maximize yep. the crowd, and they wanted that to be the showcase where there's nothing else going on of note. I've got a couple other AT and T people texting me saying that it's really, really good in Neyland State. Look, I'm not here to advocate for anything but i got a couple of uh, at&t people telling me that they that thing's really strong uh in the in the stadium clone saying 30 seconds after tennessee beat bama he said i dropped my video of the crowd rush in the field that went viral trolling bammers with uh alabama blasting he said i refreshed my twitter every three or four minutes and connectivity was strong and People want to be able to do that from sporting events today. They want to be able to do that all over the world. There's an expectation of that. Because I know people are going to make fun of Danny White when they see how Tennessee spending. I think the number is like $8 million. It's some crazy number. But I think that's a, that is a major part of your infrastructure is getting that right around that stadium. I think that's a major part of your infrastructure. I know people think that is an utterly stupid thing that I'm saying, but it's a major, major part of of uh, improving your infrastructure. And I credit Danny White for spending several million dollars on it, bringing in a firm and saying, for, for once and for all, we're going to get this right. I also credit him for the way they've gone out and they've really worked their ticket deal and, uh, and have really gotten the ticket sales up. 865-200-5402. If you want to jump in and you want to join, we'd love to hear from you today. I mean, we're basically living in a golden era here. We are living in a in a Tennessee sports golden era, and it is it is a lot of fun. So if you want to share with me what you're looking for tomorrow in the spring game, if you have a couple people in particular you just want to see and get a look at them, 
865-200-5402. Also, what Tony Valls has done here, is it going to make it? Is it going to backfire? Would you have done it? Would you have not done it? How would you play it? Would you use Burns in relief tonight? Would you use Dolander in relief tonight? Would you take Burns and Dolander into the weekend with you if you could get away with it? And maybe go Lindsay and Halvey? Which I'll ask Matt that on the other side. Because I don't know that it's a foregone conclusion that Burns pitches tonight. He might. But I, I don't know that that's a... Is it set in stone? I don't know. I think it's really interesting that Tony's maintained a little mystery here around this thing. Tony and Frank Anderson have. I... I I think that's a very interesting uh, development here. As we continue, 865-200-5402. And then Tennessee basketball team has two guys on campus, both of whom are coming in this weekend, both of whom are crystal balled elsewhere, one of whom is going to take a lot of money to get, the connect kid, necked, if you will, necked. But um, it'll be very interesting to see in Ledlam, the kid from uh, Harvard. That'll be interesting as well. Hour two. Keep it live and legal. Hour two after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie. And you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. 
Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. I've got Miles Johnson on the phone. He's going to let us know everything that's going on at Foodland. Miles, how are you this morning? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. Well, it's another week, so I know you got some more great specials for all the good folks out there. Oh, yeah. We actually have two ads going on this week. The ad that runs all week has whole New York strips for $5.99 a pound, assorted pork chops for $1.59 a pound, fresh corn on the cob, four for $1.99, and Niagara drinking water 24-pack, three for 10. We also have a three-day ad that's Started yesterday and goes today and tomorrow. That includes covered wagon sliced bacon, 10 pound box, $20.99, yellow onions, three pound bag, $1.49, and Tampico gallon punch, two for four. Wow, great deals. And of course, as always, you are open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., and you're located right there on West 7th, right near the post office. So, Miles, I appreciate you every week, buddy, and uh, you guys have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week, okay? All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Tony, to be back with you, 865-200-5402. Let's go to our busy phones. As we enter hour number two, uh, the uh, move made by Tony Valls and Matt Dixon's here today. Hey, Matt, a friend of mine said, hey, Tony, this whole thing about Lindsay, if he went out and was lights out tonight, he said, sign me up for, for that problem of, of how to sort that out next week. Does he have a good point, Matt? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be a great problem to have. I, I, hope, I hope it is an issue. Yeah, he said, go ahead and you can go ahead and sign me up for that. Let's go back to the phones. 865-200-5402. Hello and welcome in to our next call, who's Rusty. Rusty, welcome in. Hey, Pete. Hey, uh, hey, buddy. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Tony. I hope the trip's going good. And uh, good morning, Matt. Um, I know it's like actually afternoon for you guys. Sorry about that. Hey, um, love the idea of playing another opponent in the spring. Mm-hmm. It should be, if you're an FBS team, you can play an FCS team in the spring. You can give them their payday game that helps fund their whole athletic department for the year. And you can't play them during the regular season. You solve two problems right there. No more playing FCS That's- schools during the regular season. Play one in the spring, and they can get their payday. That's a hell of a solution. So, you know, Alabama's annual meeting with Western Carolina but is played in April. Do you think Do you think those games would come close to making the type of money they would in the fall, though? 
I know Tennessee people would sell out Neyland if we were playing another opponent. And even if the, even if the quarterbacks wore green jerseys, preseason NFL, I mean, and you can actually do it part of the season ticket package. And not as you know, you would you would sell the game for a really cheap price to see ticket holders as part of their package, just like the NFL does with their preseason games or part of your regular season season ticket package. They could find a way to still make good money. Concessions would still go. All the other stuff around campus would still go. It would be a it would be a really good crowd for a football game in April against another opponent. I, I believe it would. Dixie, any thoughts? <laughs> you know, I don't. I, I, I'm I'm thinking about what you're saying in terms of just uh, look. I know it would it would um, um, uh, breathe some life into this. It used to be in our society where there just wasn't much to do. That you did the spring game, you had seventy five thousand people show up. I don't think we're in that. I don't think we're in that age anymore. No. And I do think your team gets tired of hitting each other. So I do think that is certainly. Um, uh, I I do think there is certainly some kind of um, merit to what Deion Sanders is saying. Just like there's a lot of things to some of the things. Deion, Deion Sanders comes into this deal and he's like, what are we doing with college sports? Why isn't this this? Why isn't and he's, and he, and he, and he shakes up the establishment? But he's got he's got really good points. And this is this is a good one. This is kind of worth yeah. you know, this is kind of worth addressing. How much would you charge admission for a game like that in the spring? Because I mean, Ten bucks, fifteen bucks, twenty bucks. Would would that be enough to fully, you know, well, give someone give, a full no, school? Give, but it's good enough to give them a couple hundred grand. If I get eighty thousand people paying twenty dollars, Bry, it's a lot of money. Do the math. Yeah. What, what do we charge to play Western Carolina or ETSU? Um, if we play them in September, or what, what is it's a great point. It's it's probably a lot more than ten bucks though. Uh, Thirty-five bucks, maybe forty bucks, something like that. I'd say more north of that. And you, but you charge twenty instead. You still make your concessions. You still make a really good game. And you got to oh, yeah. like, give them a big chunk of change. And you know what, Rusty? And you throw a festival around it. That's another way to augment the deal, kind of like what Danny's doing with the uh, with with a couple of our sponsors, Twisted Tea, sponsoring that country concert tomorrow. Man, there's nothing wrong yeah. with good, clean fun like that for the family. With uh, Sterling out there, there, there's nothing wrong with good, clean fun for the family like that. And and the university makes a little money on that. <laughs> I could just hear Sterling DJ in country. Oh, that'd be epic. Oh man, I'd I don't sign me up. I, I don't think it will be my flavor of country music, but uh, it'll <laughs> still be quote unquote. Hey, yesterday, Tony, we talked a little bit about about Bryce Young. I, I'm of the opinion that Bryce Young's going to kill it in the in the league. I think he is. I think he has that similar ability ability that early Russell Super Bowl champion Russell Wilson has, where you never can't get a hit on him. He's got uh, Bryce Young has eyes in the back of his head, and he's like always avoiding somebody around him or or putting on the brakes and they go flying by like rusted or he gets down. The only time he got hurt was really he was diving out of bounds and hurt, hurt, hurt himself. I just think he's going to be elite at the next level, regardless of height and, and body size. That's, that's just me. I think I think the dude's an absolute stud. 
You talking about Hyatt? I'm glad. He, no, I'm talking about uh, Bryce Young from Alabama, and I'm glad he's I'm glad he's going from Alabama. I think he's going to. You know, I don't know, man. As a pro, I hear what you're saying. I just think that in that league, those little guys, though, that don't have the big trunks, they get blown yeah. up in that league, Rusty. That's all. That's that's my – I'm not talking about anything he did in college. I'm just talking about yeah. you play that game, you walk out there with those dudes, and they are playing for keeps. Oh, yeah. No, and you're right. So. Russell, Russell Wilson is a similar quarterback, but with a much bigger trunk. And, 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 and lower yep. body, you're right about that. But I was yep. just comparing the fact that they, they both somehow know where the contact's coming from and they avoid it. Right? Bryce is brilliant in that way. Like Tunga Bailoa, like, it's almost like in college and in the NFL, he seeks out contact. He's always just like, hey, I hope I get hit on this play. And, and, and guys like Young seem like they're like, nobody's ever going to touch me. I'm invisible out here or I'm going to get my rear end on the ground or run out of bounds or whatever. That was just my take. Is I think he'll, I don't think he's gonna be like Tua. He probably won't be like our boy up in up in Philly, but but I, I think he'll be much more successful than a Tua. That's, that's Can you a, believe our guy in Philly, Rusty? Can you believe the quarterback he's become after that? the 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 year of twenty twenty, when he was out there during the pandemic year, I never no. would have believed that he could be that type of player. And He's got the mental makeup and the leadership ability, Jalen Hurts does, that Carson yeah. Wentz wished he had, Rusty. You know that? Oh, Carson Wentz wished that he could command the locker room the way Jalen Hurts does. Yeah, Car- Carson's not somebody you can follow and Jalen is, but to your, to your question, a thousand percent I did not see it. I just, in call, I, I thought mind-wise he was very sharp, I would understand the game, would know how to read defenses. I only play at both schools in college a ton. Never saw him throw a guy, quote-unquote, throw a guy open. Never saw him throw the pass where the guy's not open, and he threw it to a place that the guy became open to that spot. Never He threw the guys that were running clean or were running to a spot, and he was just designed to throw it there. And, and what, what Sirianni's done, it shocks the daylights out of him. Well, he shocked me. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Russ, you yeah, I, I I love being surprised. Thank you. And you know, Matt, you speak of uh, the things I hear, because I was really afraid of this Nico thing. I'm not going to lie to you. I've got a lot of old school in me, and I've got a steadfast belief that quarterbacks have to be different and can't be flamboyant, and this, that, and the other. But, man, this Nico guy has come in here, and he's really – Behaved, and he's really been like a team guy. And there is something to be said for that. There really is. Yeah, that's a, a, re- a really good sign. And you know, for, for for a guy who's you know not projected to start, and you know, it, that's that's one way that you could kind of lose a locker room or divide a locker room is, is have that QB deal. So with with him kind of just just being another guy, that's a a huge welcome. Um, yeah, I, I, I was kind of concerned about that as well because there's a whole lot of whole lot of attention his way. So, back to the phones we go. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. And I think of all the developments of the spring, I think that's one of the best ones. That that guy has come in. He's been humble. 
he's been uh you know he's been very teachable coachable and not demanding and x wrote about it earlier in the week and it, it bears repeating because take a kid of that take a kid with his talent and that's that's some self-awareness you know to say hey this guy's a five-year senior over here played a lot of football I'm going to be deferential to him. Another interesting development, Matt, is that Quinn Ewers is winning the job at Texas. That's the inside word on that deal. I think that's kind of interesting, Matt, if Quinn Ewers beats out Arch Manning. I don't know if the Mannings sign up for that. At least the start of the year. Well, P- Peyton wasn't going to play his freshman year here, and I think Eli redshirted his first year at Ole Miss. So I, it's not unprecedented, but it. Well, we'll see where that where that QB battle is in the middle of October. Back to the phones we go. Will Quinn Ewers have a win over Alabama? I would make the case that if he was healthy last year, he probably would have had a win over Alabama, wouldn't he? Let's go back to the phones to get our next call in. W. Lynn, welcome in. Compatriots doing today? Hey, compatriot. I want to expound on what Rusty said. Uh, he had, and I've got it detail by detail here on the spring game. And I talked to Marco Vanek, Kelly Ziegler, Tim Hendricks about this in the 80s, and they were all for playing another team. And here's how it would work. I agree with Rusty. You would make it illegal to play a 1AA team in the regular season. You would bring a, a one-double-A team in here, and I would rotate it ar- around the in-state teams, UTC, UT Martin, say, you know, ETSU. You charge the season ticket holders as part of their season ticket package 30 bucks a game. They get their reserve seats. We've sold 70,000 tickets, season tickets this year. That would raise $2.1 million dollars. You give, let's say, ETSU five hundred thousand. That's their payout. That's that is what we give during the regular season. If you play a one double A, they get four to five hundred thousand. Everybody else is free. Everybody else it's free of charge. Okay, you have green jerseys on your skill players. And here's what's different about this than the NFL. We sent our starters out, let's say, in the spring game after they play 20 plays. We, as UT fans, want to see the backups. Where in the NFL, you hate it when the backups come in. This would make it different. You would get to see the backups, which all UT fans want. And, like I said, $2.1 million for the season ticket holders alone, free to everybody else. You have concessions. What do y'all think about that plan? Matt, I think you get the season ticket holders to pay for anything. And I think W. Lynn's right. Oh, I, I, 30 I, bucks I, agree. I, I think it's a great idea. I, 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 I don't know what the downside to all that is besides the, the injury concern, which will always be there. But, no, I, I think I think it's a, a really good idea that, that Rusty had and, and W. Lynn's kind of expanded on and it's obviously – thought about for years and i I think it's a yeah i have i thought about this Uh, at one time with the marco manning them they would like to play a clemson but i think it'd be better if we just played a one double a in state game 
That's just my that's right. thought. And, and what you could do is you could you could in the way you would sell that is around the country. These 130 teams and the 60 at the top of the sport, it would be a way for them to give back to the. Um, it would be a way for them to one give back to the, to the one double A teams in their state. Yeah, in their state and in their region. And, uh, yeah. you know, if, if I was czar of the football world, this is how I'd have a football schedule, but you'd have to have control over all the conferences. I'd have eight SEC games, two Power Five games, one home and away, two mid-majors. That's your 12 games. And I would have a rule that the last time you could play a mid-major is no, the first Saturday in November. No playing some mid-major team game 11. And mid-majors are a group of five teams, right? Group group of five. I call them mid Yeah, group of five. So we're helping the one AA teams out. We're still playing two mid-majors. But I, like I want to play two power five. One home, one away every year. Now, you'd have to get all the conferences to agree, which that's probably we'd send a man to Mars before we do that. But uh, the power five, five conferences. But uh, that's that's my perfect football schedule in a perfect world if I was are. And, Tony, one final note. I think my Memphis Showboats are playing your Philadelphia Stars tomorrow at 3.30. Is that correct? That would be correct. I think it's four thirty Eastern time. W okay. Lynn and I will be I will be at a local sports book and I will be betting large and in charge on Case Cookus and my Philadelphia Stars. He's <laughs> one of the great young quarterbacks in alt football, Case Cookus. I have no idea who's playing for Memphis, but I was a Showboats fan way back, yep. and I'm gonna be pulling for him. <laughs> you can look for you can look for Barney Bussy, Mossy Cade, Reggie White, Alan Reed, and Walter Lewis in that order, my good friend, along with Joey Jones, the Memphis Showboats, Alan Duncan, field goal kicker. Make no mistake about it. And the boat people might be back in the end zone. I knew some people that were part of the boat people. The boat people in the, <laughs> in the end zone. W. Lynn, did you ever make it to a showboats game? Tony, I thought I told you this story. I went to about a half dozen, and when I knew that uh, my angel Ellen was the, the one and only, she went three straight weekends with me to a showboats game. One in a car with no air conditioner, one in a car with no radio, and one in a car with a stick shift where she had to sit side saddle in the middle with me on one side and the driver on the other. I said, this girl is a keeper. There is no question. (laughs) That is next level. How hot did it get in the old, uh, in the old, um, uh, Liberty Bowl back in those days. It's pretty yes. hot, Tony, because those playoffs were like in July, late July. Yes. You know, and uh, you know those big igloo coolers you used to have that you could just carry, not the super big ones, but the ones that. The big ones, yeah, the red the, ones, yep. The big red ones, yeah. Put yep. a little spout up, and I knew people, I will not reveal any names that would make mixed drinks and those things, and they'd let you just carry it right in the stadium. 
Those were the good old days. Thank you, W. Lynn. Tony, to the showboats game. Well, he was a part of the boat people with a schoon, schoon, with his uh, coonskin cap on. I mean, I don't know, y'all. Does it get any more politically incorrect than where we're going here? Thank you, W. Lynn. Appreciate you. 865-200-5402. Let's do this. Take a brief T.O. We come back. Several topics up for grabs, including has Tony Valls done the right thing? Also, some hoops recruiting. We'll talk about that. And... We'll continue. I'll I'll tell you what I'm looking for from the Orange and White game tomorrow as well. Let's do it after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons and we run his dealership and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. 
Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring, followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Join us on April 21st at 7.30 a.m. for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. This is going to be an annual event. It'll be hosted by the Tohee Golf Course on April 21st, starting at 7.30 to noon. Proceeds from this tournament will go towards the academic and athletic opportunities for our students at Columbia Central. Please contact Ms. Christy Smith at Columbia Central High School or Dr. Mike Steele, the principal at Columbia Central High School. Hope to see you out there to celebrate this amazing individual for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. This is Benjamin Sanders with the Columbia Kiwanis Club. Kiwanis is hosting its annual Sporting Clays fundraiser at the Murray County Gun Club on Saturday, April 15th. Columbia Kiwanis supports the Imagination Library in Murray County for children's literacy. Shooters of any age and skill are welcome to shoot, either as a team or an individual. Scholarships are available for youth to participate. Find us on Facebook, check out our website, or call Suzanne Ganser at 615-939-1928. We hope you join us for this great event. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Tina to be back with you, 865-200-5402. The numero uno, numero uno, numero dos, if you want to get in with us today. We'd love to hear from you at 865-200-5402. We'll go back to our phone. And we'll do our thing with you on the one, the only. Let's get Philly in here. Philly, welcome in. What are you doing, Donna? What's up, Philly? Been throwing in the hot dogs over there in the Philly Stadium. Can you believe that, Phil? Well, I don't believe it. And the way things are now, I just, it's just hard for me not to believe anything goes on anymore, you know what? Well, but in that stadium, they... In in that area, in this area here where I'm at right now, they've always misbehaved in these stadiums. You gotta love that fan fan base. So they had a dollar hot dog night the other night, and they ended up with a food fight of all time that ended up with hot dogs spilling onto the field. I mean, it's pretty funny. It's pretty great. Dollar I hot dogs, man. Don't forget about what's going on. You know, just uh, have some fun. It's easily the most entertaining uh, Phillies game of the year, uh, no question. <laughs> Tony, you say with the orange and white game uh, tomorrow, what I'm going to look for, I'm going to be looking at both quarterbacks and I'm going to be looking at the secondary because uh, mm-hmm. that's the two most important players we're going to have on offense. And our secondary, is it going to be better than it was last year? Because all honesty, it kept us out of the playoff. Well, Matt, could our secondary be worse than it was last year? No offense to those guys. 
I, I, I don't see how they could be worse. No, they just don't have any speed, especially on the back end. No. And they got young players now, young signees that they're introducing into the deal. And obviously that's going to take time, but is it going to surprise anybody when we come come August that we're going to see some, some new faces back there? I hope we see some new faces, Phil. Even if they are kids, just let them play. Let them grow yeah. up let them play if they can do it. Because the thing about these veterans that you know by now is, is those guys can't. No offense to them. Yeah, they're steps low. That's what you know, the problem yep. is. Yep. And you got to have speed in the secondary. Well, and it's such a perimeter game now. You know, it's like like Adam Sparks was talking about a couple of these young linebackers that they like. And one of the things they want from these young linebackers is the ability to um, drop in coverage and take some pressure off that secondary. Because truly, our secondary, well, I mean, my gosh, guys. There were a couple times last year, guys, where we would be commenting on a Garza Law, Tennessee, uh, a fifth-quarter fan reaction that there were, we finished tonight's game with a couple walk-ons out there, and it didn't look any different. You remember that, Matt? It just didn't look any different. You were like, oh, okay, well, a couple walk-ons played tonight. Well, I mean, you, had, you just didn't have any corners. And you had to move some safeties and nickels over, which is never a good thing. So yeah. you just you're just void of of true cornerbacks. And you hate it for those guys because in the Southeastern Conference, when you're out there and you don't have a ton of speed, you're just going to get lit up. I mean, Florida lit you up, Georgia lit you up, Alabama lit you up. To Phil's point, South Carolina lit you up. South Carolina, who wasn't vertical at all all year. Just came out against Tennessee and said, "We're just going to rip your secondary apart." Yeah, I mean they gave well, us zero respect. Honestly, that's what people will probably try to do this year. Don't you? Try. I would, Phil. But uh, Tony, I looked at your blog hallway, yep. and I've heard part of your yep. show when you talked about the basketball recruiting. Uh, What's their legitimate chance of getting any of those two guys that are coming in tomorrow? Here's the deal on the kid from Harvard. I feel better about him than I do the other kid. I think the other kids are going to be expensive. And I'm just going to keep it real here. And I don't think Tennessee has a tremendous amount in reserve for the portal uh, because our head coach, Phil, just hasn't done a good job of of, of just getting out in front of uh, bolstering their coffers. You've got to go to these boosters and ask them for help. And and, And it's been a part of frustration on the part of the assistant coaches. They're not going to say that publicly. Nobody's going to say that publicly except me, but it's still the truth, and it's what's kept Tennessee away from the upper, 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 upper tier guys in the portal. Now, this kid from this next kid they have on campus, I think one of the reasons, Phil, that he's being crystal balled to Oregon in a few spots is because people know Oregon has the money and they know Tennessee doesn't. Yeah. Now, maybe he comes in here and takes less to play here. I don't know. 
hey, they've done yeah. a nice job of getting him on campus. And as I wrote today in the blog, one thing we've learned here, Phil, when you get somebody on our campus, you got a chance to get them. Is uh, Julian Phillips going to announce where he's going to go today or stay or what, or what? what's the deal on that? Has he scheduled an announcement? Well, that's the scuttlebub go on the Internet. I don't know. I figured I'd call him and ask you. I mean, well, I haven't <clears> seen that he scheduled an announcement, but I'll give you a little background on him. He hasn't been on Tennessee's campus in about three and a half weeks. Hmm. So he hasn't gone to class right now. Well, I guess that's a good sign right there that he ain't coming back. I don't know. Because as soon as I say that to you, there have been other guys on other campuses who have gone and prepared for the NBA, but then they've gone and gotten bad news. And so in the summer, they just make up what they missed in the spring. They just double their load and yeah. Yeah. decide they're going to come back. But, you know, that whole rumor about him and Auburn, Phil, I just – I couldn't find anybody to tell me that that was accurate. Uh, I think somebody just kind of wrote something to write something. doesn't mean he's not involved with Auburn, but uh, I couldn't find anybody from Tennessee to say that that's the case. I don't think, I don't believe he was tremendously fond of the Rick Barnes experience, but that doesn't necessarily mean he won't come back next year. But right now, if you ask me, I'd say they think he's going to go try the NBA waters and and live with the results. Yeah, and either either play in the bus league uh, down there in the in the um, uh, in in the G League, or um, you know stick with a roster. Who knows? Okay, so Vescovi's probably coming back. They're going to bring yes. Ganey in, and uh, yes, as a walk If Phillips leaves, uh, they're still got. Two scholarships to give. That's the way I'm thinking about. I think that's right. Ganey would be a walk-on, won't he? That's correct. Ganey would be right now. Right now, he would be a walk-on. That's correct. And they still haven't rectified their point guard uh, uh, disaster if uh, Ziller goes down again. The thought, Phil, is that the, they're in great shape with a guy that Rod Clark trained. Uh, who goes to the Texas school? Help me out. Um, I well, remember he's going to go. North so. North Texas. Yeah, the kid from North Texas. I I would be careful, Phil, with what you're hearing, because Tennessee is playing a lot of poker. Like I I realize, and I I'm not here to pick up for anybody, but they last year got burned by too much information getting out. And them being so too liberal with information out of the portal, right. They're keeping everything really, really close to the vest. If they don't get another kid that Rod Clark trained, Phil, I'm going to call that guy a silver medalist in the Olympics. This guy gets more <laughs> silver medals. This is guy, Linda Frid- Fradiani back in the day following Dorothy Hamill. She threw yeah. up a gold, he throws up a silver. This guy's the Linda Fradiani. Uh, look it up, kids of uh, of of college basketball recruiting. If he doesn't get uh, if he doesn't get somebody here soon, well, uh, you know Texas had a, a five star freshman who's uh, in the portal. Uh, Saw that he can play. I, there, there's still people going to come available in the portal at the point hey, guard hey. position. I think there's another one. I can't think of his name right now, but. Uh, uh, 
Tennessee needs well, insurance much, at that position because... Yeah. How uh, much money do we have, Phil? I'm just telling well, you, that's why you're not seeing their name with these guys. I'm, I'm just, you know... Do they the, want the to win or not? I mean, everybody else in SEC is throwing money out there. Phil, Phil, you're preaching at a choir here, but you've got to... You've got to work your boosters, man. You got to invite them to the party, buddy. You got to, got to, got to, got to. Well, and the staff's a little frustrated one, by it. It's about down time for Rick Barnes to resign. See, well, that's open-minded. But I think a lot of fans feel that frustration because Matt, as we said yesterday, Barnes is just sort of doing it his way. And whether that works or not long-term, it's been a source of frustration thus far. And I get it. I get the frustration. Don't you, Matt? I get it. Oh, yeah, it's all completely understandable. And then when when the, just the style of play that they are, that doesn't help. But, you know, I, I, I do think that the Scoby coming back, and then obviously Ziegler's coming back, even though he's not healthy, That I think that hurts you with some of these guards who want to kind of be a number one or at worst number two scoring option for, you know, in, in the portal. Um, with, with those guys coming back, that kind of takes some of their minutes and shots away. I think that might play a factor as well. Yep. Going to be interesting to, uh, to see. And, and Lane Kiffin, by the way, trolling the Florida Gators last night, a 7-7 game in the fourth quarter. Imagine going to a spring game, Matt, and it's 7-7 and you can't move the ball at all. It looks like one of those XFL games. Talk about the last thing fans want to say. On a Thursday night. On a Thursday night. The high school jamboree. (laughs) 7-7. Look, I get the frustration. I think Tennessee's got a pretty good chance at the kid from Harvard, though he's being crystal balled to Indiana. they got two kids on their campus right now that are crystal balled elsewhere. So... Who knows? You know, back uh, to the phones we go. I'll say this: zero tolerance policy to lose to a team that played their spring game on a Thursday night and it was seven-seven in the, in the fourth quarter. Boom! Zero, zero tolerance for losing to that team. Boom! There you have it. X is going to have a post-spring depth chart thoughts kind of deal uh, after the orange and white game. So look for that top of the week over at uh, tclub.team where on our free blog today orange throat brought it immaculate uh we had some thoughts as well on Lindsay getting the start tonight in baseball which really adds a, a whole new layer of intrigue to <clears throat> this uh this deal arkansas was already a very intriguing series but it's become uh, intriguing more so now. Back to the phones we go. We'll get our next call in at 865-200-5402. And we'll grab our next call who's up with us. Uh, Bill. Bill, hello. How you doing, Tony? That Bill. Bill, hello. I'm doing okay. Hi, Tony. How are you? Doing great, buddy. Well, good. You know, Tony, I'll tell you how I feel about the NCAA. I feel that they're corrupt, and I feel that they need to be investigated, but I will defend them on this matter here with with the baseball situation. 
wait till they wait till they're at their senior year, then you can look at them. But there's only one problem there. Who does these colleges wrestle with? Major League Baseball. But now since we've got the NIL, only thing I could say to that prospect, I'll offer you more money than, let's say, the Philadelphia Phillies is offering you. Yeah, I, I think, Bill, the way the, the way college baseball uh, works as a counterpart to the Major League Baseball is, what you're selling at that point is you're selling a chance for an athlete to develop as a person and a player and get an education. Because if you decide as a high school kid that you don't want to go the pro baseball route, you're locked to a college for three years. And in many of these schools now, many of these programs, you can get a degree in three years' time. You really can. You can get a degree in three years' time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I and I think that's a, I think it's never a bad thing to walk away with a college degree. Exactly. And, and Tony, on another note, I don't understand why they moved the, the orange and white game up to this weekend, because in the past, they would always have the orange and white game right before the end, the weekend before the NFL draft. I'm thinking, what's the... That was always a tradition, Tony. You're right, and now it's two weeks away. They used yeah. to have the uh, they used to have the orange and white game right on the heels of or or coincide with the NFL draft. You're right. Exactly. Whose whose crazy idea was it to move it up? Was it Daniel Boone White? Was it Josh Heupel? Who's <laughs> Who's a crazy idea? Or was it ESPN Plus? You know, I think that's a Tennessee decision. Yeah, it always does. Yeah. Over anything else. I do believe that with no baseball or softball on campus this weekend, I think that's what they opted to do. They want, because they expect a huge crowd. That's just They the, were looking for a clean weekend, right, Brian? Yeah, that's, that's, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but that's just my guess. Yeah. You know, on another note, I'm not giving up on Coach Tony. Because Coach Tony is too good of a head coach to throw in the towel. That's to breaking me, news. So we're not going to give up on him. We got breaking news right now from Bill. You're not giving up on him? No, I'm not giving up on Coach Tony. Bill, Coach incredible. Tony is doing anything he can to win this series, and and I believe this this ordeal could work. Call from you, incredible vote of confidence. It's all coming back to me, Celine Dion. Beck's up next. Beck, hello, welcome in. Appreciate Tony. How you doing? Hey, appreciate you calling. Welcome in. Yeah, it's been a long time since we talked. Last time I saw you was twenty eighteen. We came down, and I had my eleven year old daughter with me. So, um, we're coming down to the orange and white game this week, and also doing a college tour. So, I'm hoping to at least get some excitement for her to want to come to UT. Man, that's morning. cool. Oh, there's a football game. Oh, there's a football game going on. Oh, hey, there is a football game. When you're so you're going to take in you're going to take in the orange and white game. 
take in the orange and white game with her as part of coming to tour the campus. That's cool. Yep, yep. It would be nice, though. I don't like the fact that they, they took other stuff away. It would be cool to have a, a go to the orange and white game and then go to a baseball game that night. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, but, you know what's weird uh, is they used to use the orange and white game as a way to get people in the baseball game, but the baseball games are yeah. sold out now. Wow. That's good. That's and real have good. Been. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's really strange. Five to ten years ago, you would have had a spring game and maybe a baseball game, too. Oh, you would have right. invited everybody. It happened, Absolutely, I think, every Brian. weekend. Absolutely. But they Brian, don't really they need do to. I don't think they really need to do that as much now, maybe. Games are sold out. What are you going to do? That's good. I didn't want to touch on the, the recruiting thing. You know, uh, my 16-year-old is running track, and she's trying to get recruited. Well, they can't talk to her until she's her junior in high school in the Olympic sports. So I, I guess I can understand with baseball, competing with Major League Baseball, to get, get guys when they're in middle school so they can come to college and not, not go to the MLB draft. But I, I don't I, – I guess if they do it for the other sports, what, what's, why has baseball got to be so different? I think that's what they're trying to get in line with, and and I think that it's going to help the rest of uh, the sport eventually. I, I, it just seems to me that the coaches wanted this to happen because trying to juggle. If you hear you heard Evan Russell in the first hour talk about mm-hmm. just the the juggling that's going on right now with the the certain baseball prospects and then all the work you're doing in the transfer portal i got exhausted just thinking about all the prospects that tennessee's got to be trying to track especially when you're dealing with an endless supply of them and you're talking about recruiting eighth graders out of a transfer yeah. portal that just seems nuts or not i mean well, not when, portal, but and, but just and like you said earlier kids. learning to speak 15 year old and then or 13 year old and then messing yeah. with adults too speaking 19 year old yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're like you as a parent can appreciate that when my right. kids were coming up and the thirteen-year-olds would come in the house. They don't they don't talk like and they laugh at me. And Tony, yeah. I said, Tony, how do you recruit these guys? How are you so good at it? He goes, Matt, <laughs> learn to talk like a thirteen-year-old. Tony, uh, I know what's wow. important to those people. I talk to them on that level. That's how we deal with them, and you know that's how, what you got to do. Good deal. Well, good talking with you. You probably don't remember, but it's Deck Hardy, by the way. You know, oh, Dak. Uh, oh, you're my guy, man. You got it, brother, <laughs> up in Virginia. You saw it in Virginia? Yeah. yeah. God bless you, brother. So, you're all, gro- you're all grown up, man. Yeah, I know. It's kind of weird that I got a got a uh, daughter wanting to go to college and looking at UT. It is weird. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a real blessing is what it is, man. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, Dak interned under us way back in the day. Dak, when did you intern yeah. under the show? What, what years would that have been? Do you remember? 2000, 2000 to 2002 or three. Wow. So that yeah. make you about 40 years, years old right now. that make you about 40? Yeah, I'm 40, 46. 40? Woo! Yep. Woo! And uh, just uh, just finished my master's in clinical counseling. So, Well, God bless you, brother. You're going to help a lot of people. I, hope I so. love you, man. Good to hear your voice. Love you, bud. Yeah, man. All right, man. Thank you. And have a great time with your daughter as well. See, Sister Sludge, we are family. Sister Sludge, a little Nile Rogers tune there for you, which is a great jam. Back when he was doing that Diana Ross stuff, uh, I'm Coming Out, 
and he wrote that and all the chic stuff. Uh, one of my one of my unspoken guitar heroes in life, the great Nile Rodgers. Bow thy head when you say thy name. Matt Dixon, give me a prediction here on the way out. How do our baseball volunteers? Let's go around the room in the three game series. How do they How do they play this weekend? I I think they play well, uh, and I think I uh, well, yeah I think they'll win two out of three. I think I think they'll win tonight. Kind of a, a surprise win with a great effort from from Lindsey, and and you take one of the next two. Briny boy, what do you got? They not only win this series, but they'll win next weekend, too. They'll win two out of three against Arkansas and two out of three against Vanderbilt. Boom! I will say that I, I'm i going to restrain and refrain, Matt. Say, I'm shocked. They're getting, they're getting swept, aren't they, Tom? Go ahead and, go ahead no. and hit it. You got, you no, got to get no. swept this weekend. Get swept. Yeah, they're getting swept. I will say yeah. this. Dub your Lynn's Memphis Showboats are expecting a big crowd down there at the at the at, at the Liberty Stadium, I think is what they're calling it now. To my friends in West Tennessee, I want to say the Philadelphia Stars are getting ready to invade. They're getting ready to rock, rain, roll, and reign supreme all over the Memphis Showboats. Let that be the first trash talked in the hey. USFL season. Does um, Javis still coach? Not, not coach, but he's is he still the defensive yeah, coordinator at Birmingham? Yeah, Birmingham. Yep. Okay. I mean, I don't know that, but he was last year, and the same coach is back. So the two they won a title. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram thanks St. Jude Children's Hospital for their admirable work. We are committing to their cause of providing quality care to families in need at no cost to them by donating $150 for every new vehicle sold. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is proud to partner with St. Jude for the fourth consecutive year. If you are currently in the market for a new vehicle, visit the team in-store or shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net to help families protect what matters most. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. 
Hi, Jimmy Elliott for Columbia Ace Hardware. I want to invite you to the grand opening of our garden center, Saturday, April 29th. Come check out our great selection of fruit trees, hanging baskets, ferns, and garden plants. We'll have those things you need to get your garden growing. There'll be lots of activity that day, grilling demos from our Big Green Egg and Traeger experts, free giveaways with your garden center purchase, and Breeze Homemade Ice Cream will be there to take care of your sweet tooth. The doors open at 8 a.m., 112 East James Campbell. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners have the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. Fun is in full bloom, Tennessee, and the multiplier instant games are buzzing in. These colorful tickets offer chances to multiply your wins 10, 20, 50, and even 100 times. It's a beautiful day for bigger and bigger prizes, and they're right for the picking right now. Find the multiplier instant games today at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. 
Tennessee's natural sounds come alive in the spring. There's the bark of the red fox. The growl of the American black bear. The hoot of the great horned owl. And what's this? <laughs> All right! Oh my! It's the howling of a Tennessee lottery player who's just won big. Heed the call to top prizes of up to $500,000 when you play the all-new Instant Games this spring. Find them at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer today. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.